What's going on, world? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York. And this is Marco Polo, Toronto, Canada. And you're checking out We Going In Presents. Let's go. Welcome back. We Going In Presents here tonight with Clipto, super producer coming out of Oceanside, California. You might know him from his work with I Am God on his Bloodstained Suede series or June Classics latest, Tell Me Something I Don't Know. So Clipto, man, it's like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. Man, so, you know, end of the day, start of the week, like how's your week off, you know, what kind of starts your week off to and how's everything going? Oh, man, it's been freaking horrible. My dog died. No, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. I was about to say no, condolences. It's, it's chill, man. You know, I just roll with the punches, man. Whatever comes, man, comes. But, yeah, it's been, it's been chill, man. No rain for now, so it's been good. Yeah, how hard did you guys get hit, man? Because, you know, I'm, I'm more north than you. So we, we got hit hard, but not too hard. But it looked worse the, southern, the more southern you went. Yeah, our L.A. got, like, pounded. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, man. San Diego was kind of rough, uh, but we're like in between San Diego and, and LA. So, I mean, it was, I think, one time during the first uh, range that we had, because it was like two weeks. The first week, the freaking uh, five freeway flooded again. So, uh, but after that, I think it was. I think it was legit. I think it was cool. I think I heard somebody was surfing, like a paddleboard or something in San Diego. That was like during the first wave, wave of the rain. But uh, I mean, it's cool. It all just went away. So I, I hear the next one that comes is going to be just as bad as what we had. We'll see how that goes. Man, yeah, that's wild. You know, looking at coming from Oceanside, California, like you said, you're kind of between San Diego and L.A. You know, what do you like about living in Oceanside, and how is that beneficial when you think about the way you move around the industry? Uh, you know what, man? It's, it's, it's kind of, uh, um, I'm going to put it like this, man. It's kind of, uh, and I don't want to say it like that, so there's probably better words for it, but just in driving and not really able to, like, you know, sit here for, like, two minutes to find the right word. It's kind of fucked up being from Oceanside, to be honest. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't want to say it like that, but it kind of is, man. Um, you know, because it's, it's kind of like when you when you from New York, you know, like West Side Gun and them cats, man, they not from a borough. So you got to, like, try, like, twice as hard to be seen and stuff. People ain't going to want to give you the time of day because you're not from a borough. People ain't want to give me the time of day because, one, I'm not from San Diego. I don't rep San Diego. And a lot of cats from San Diego, they don't consider Oceanside San Diego. Then it's like, well, okay, well. I, and it's too far away to rep L.A., and you got everybody in their mama repping L.A., and I'm not from L.A., you know what I'm saying? So that's, like, not where I'm from. I can't tell you the ins and outs. I can't tell you where to go, where not to go, what places where. I would need the GPS going anywhere in L.A., so I'm not from L.A. So it's kind of like uh, I'm stuck in a uh, – and we actually don't really have, like, a huge scene. Like, we got cats out here that – well, we got one cat out here that kind of made a name for himself. Um, but other than that, like, the Oceanside scene is, like, real, real small. And that's not taking anything away from these cats that's doing anything out here, but it's very, very small. Mm. And a lot of cats in Oceanside don't fuck with each other. <laughs> they don't show love, you know what I mean? So, like, I consider myself one of the illest out here in Oceanside that's doing it. 
but I also show love to cats out, out in Oceanside that are, that are doing it just like me. But I think a lot of cats in Oceanside don't really, um, you know, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, that producer Clipto is, oh, he's nice. You know, you're going to get, like, a couple cats out here that kind of know what's going on. But a lot of cats ain't really tapped in, too, though, so I can't blame them. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of cats ain't tapped in. I think the more cats that we tapped in, then, then maybe people would know. People would. And also, I don't mess with a lot of local cats either out here. So I don't really think they're all that ill. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking anything away from them, but, you know, the type, the type of style of rap that I do is not really cohesive with what a lot of these cats in Oceanside is doing or trying to do. So. No, that's what but, I was um, that's what's amazing, man. I mean, do you feel like you connect better with MCs like from New York and Chicago and places like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, hip hop started in New York, and you know, um, so I mean, I like cats that, and, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, because I, I mess with all all types of cats, man, from different areas. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm not gonna gonna sit here and say that, you know. Like I got a cat that 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 I'm working with right now by the name of Brian Bars Burns and he's from Louisiana. Mm. And he spit like no like like just like the rest of them. You know what I mean? I am God, he's from Chicago. Um, you know, June Classic, he's from NY. You know what I mean? My man Supreme Cerebral, he actually from like kinda like the LA area. You know what I'm saying? Well say LA LA, but like up there, you know what I mean? LA area. So my man Elo Kush, she's from Jersey. My man Yasin, he's from Jersey. My man Phil V, uh, you know, he's out in the South too. So you know what I mean? So it's like, I love some cats that spit, period. Whether you're from a borough, whether you're from up the street, whether you're from downtown, uptown, whatever you're from. But I, I mess with bar spitters. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think, I think it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to mess with a bar spitter. If there's a bar spitter in Oceanside, am I going to mess with him? Yeah. But if there's not, then hey, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we need some more bar spitters. Do you find, too, that it's, you have to be more selective as your demand I'm goes up? I'm very selective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, country. I'm very selective. Very. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you're, not, if you're not as nice as how I was when I was rapping, chances are I'm not working with you. Because when I used to, I used to rap, and I was not whack at all. And there's still stuff on online where you can find me rapping. I just lost the ego. You know what I mean? I lost the ego and the passion to rap. With rap, I think you kind of got to have an ego. Or at least I, I felt like I did. You know what, I mean? what happened, man? You don't, you don't usually hear that. Like, um, how, how did that happen? Yeah, I became a father, man. Mm. You know what I mean? So... You know, it was just the stuff that I, I was rapping about. I wouldn't rap about that stuff now. You know what I'm saying? So, this is what it is, man. I kind of grew up. So, I figured that I could find the appropriate MCs that have a story to tell and that are really from the struggle. I'm not from the struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm from a middle-class family. My mother is white. My father is black. From a middle-class family. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm from. So I'm not from the struggle. I don't know the struggle. But you know, I know what this culture needs, and I know that I can find the right MCs. Like, it's, it's just a thing, like, 
you want to be a part of this culture, that's fine, but not everybody needs to rap. Not everybody needs to rap. Not everybody needs to produce either. You know, some, some cats build studios. Some cats put the, put the foam in the studios. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be one of those cats. Some cats are on the interviewing side. They do interviews, you know, with people that, 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 uh, that rap or that produce or whatever. Like, there's so many different uh, facets of the culture that people can be a part of. And you don't necessarily have to be that. I just fell in love with producing. And once I started, I started out making beats because I wanted to make beats that I wanted to rap over. Once I started making beats, though, I, I kind of found that I like making beats better. I don't even, I just rather find the right MCs that's going to tell the right story on my production. Not everything is, is for me anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's kind of what I, how that happened. Is I was making beats for me, like, oh, let me see what I can. I want to make beats that I want to rap over. So once I was able to kind of do that, then I just lost the passion for rapping all, all, all together. And in the midst of that, I became a father and all that. You know, I got three kids. So this is what it is. So how do you see, like, fatherhood affecting the music you make and in, in you know, possibly who you work with? No, nah, I think knowledge of self affects the music that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I think I think fatherhood is a small aspect of that. But I think when you have knowledge yourself, you you want to start making music that has a meaning, music that has messages. And I'm not saying everything has um you know, everything is is messages and jewels and all that, but you know, that's what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my place, that's what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have knowledge yourself, there's a certain stuff that that should be brought to the forefront. You know, I work with brothers that got knowledge yourself, and that's what that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, right. I mean, I'm not saying I don't work with other artists that may not have knowledge yourself, but for the most part, that's who I work with. You no, know, because that's that's the story that need to be told. That's the shit that need to be told. It's about saving the babies. You know what I'm saying? So, that's no. What it's about. That's awesome, man. You know, so when you think about your production and what you do, you know, um, I Am God said that Clipto Productions got that lavish feel on carbon monoxide off the new Bloodstained Suede too. Did you agree with that assessment, man? Like that, you know, that your beats have that lavish feel? Yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a silent goat, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm like a silent goat because I don't, I don't really like, I don't really spend too much time talking about myself and what I do. I kind of like let the music speak for it. But I think a lot of cats that took my style and ran with it. When in 2013, 14, 15, when I was on the scene, dropped my first album in 2016, um, you know, nobody was, I'm not going to say nobody, but you could count on one hand who you could get this style of production from. And I was one of them. Now, you may have cats that have a bigger following than me. You may have cats that, uh, you know, got more followers, got more albums, whatever it is. But still, I'm, I'm the originator. I already did the knowledge behind it and, and, and did the history behind it. Recently, actually, I actually went back and kind of, kind of paired my stuff up with uh, somebody else that, 
may be seen as a loop goat shit. Uh, they still had a lot of drums in their production. So I'm not taking them away from anybody. I'm just saying I am I am one of them one of them ones. So I can't be counted out. I think a lot of cats that have counted me out may think that I'm trying to like copycat off somebody else's shit. I'm really not. This is what I've been doing. I made my first loop beat in 2013. I got my first placement in 2000 and late 2014 and dropped the fucking song in 2015. It's moved to Sean called Life's Gamble. Me and, me and Supreme Cerebral came out with our album called Master Builders in 2016. All that shit was loop style shit. You know, now I ain't gonna say that I'm I'm the only one and all this type of shit, but like Surplus too. Surplus was doing the shit like before I was doing it. That was in like 2013 and 2014. Like before I came on the scene, I think I wasn't doing it, but before I came on the scene, Surplus was doing that. Producer named Surplus. Um, and he, he, him and Supreme got an album, or they had an album called Loop Dreams. So I'm not saying that I'm the fucking, you know what I'm saying? But I am one of the new originators of this loop sound. So I think definitely, like, I got the sound. And I don't just take, like, you know, I don't just take fucking soul records and fucking chop them up and loop them. I'll take the fucking T-shirt off your back and make a fucking record off that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just, I take every genre. You know what I mean? So it don't, it don't matter to me. I'm not stuck in one lane. And if you want, I could throw some drums on some shit too. So I can do that too. But I think what makes me a good producer um, is having an ear for what the artist needs and what the artist is going to sound good on. That's mainly what it is. Whether who I work with, doesn't matter. No doubt. Do you feel like you're starting to get the credit and being recognized from your peers for like the quality work that you've been doing, do you feel like that's finally starting to come? Um, yes, no. Um, but but see, like at the end of the day, I'm already knowing this shit is a, this shit is a miracle. You know, somebody can have their moment, have their big breakout um, when they have it. You know what I'm saying? Mine may come five years from now, ten years from now. I just need to focus on making great music. And I think eventually that will come. And at the end of the day, I'm not worried about having these big names, working with these big names that got big followers and shit. If anything, we're going to build each other up. You know what I mean? We're going to build each other up. Man. I, 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 I work with who I want to work with. I don't work with people out of politics. So, you know, that's, that's just what it is. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather make great music with someone that has less followers and still make great music than, than D-Ride, somebody that's got a lot of followers, make music with them. Right. You know I mean? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, if they reach out to me, great. That means that they recognize that my great. If everybody knows that they're great, they got 200,000 followers, however many followers, great. You know? But if they if they reach, reach down to me and be like, hey, man, you got some dope shit, man. Send me some shit, man. And all right, bet. And we're going to work. And it's going to be on some genuine shit. But I ain't chasing, I ain't chasing nobody. You know I mean? No, no doubt. I, I totally understand that. You know, great work with I Am God. You know, Bloodstained Suede, Bloodstained Suede 2. How did you link up with I Am God? And 
you know, what's it, what's it been like putting out the Bloodstained Suede series? Um, it's been great, man. It's really been great, man. It's one of one of um, one of the highlights of my my career in recent um, recent time. Um, you know, it's uh, it feels good, man. Um, my bad, I lost my train of thought. What was the question again? How did, did you feel to what? How did you link up with him in the first place, and what's it oh, been like okay, working right, yeah, with him? Yeah, so uh, basically, I got hit to I Am God from um, him being on, I think, actually, this was him being on the JR album. And JR actually hit me and was like, yo, I got I Am God on this joint. I wound up getting my partner, I Am God, on this joint. And I'm like, word? I'm like, link me to him. And he sent me a link. I'm like, oh, my G is nice. So I kind of, I think I kind of kept that in the in the back of my, like, mind. Like, yo, yeah, you know what I mean? I want to, um, I want to work with him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hear the record yet. When I heard the record, I was like, oh, shit. My G is nice. You know, when he spit on the record with JR and shit on, on my production, I'm like, oh, my G is nice. I'm going to reach out. And I think in the process of me reaching out to him and me and Water coming out with our uh, our second album for the Streets of Scholars Volume 3, he was on that as well. But I think I was already hip to him already. But long story short, I reached out to him. I said, yo, man, I'd love to build with you on some shit, man. Um, you're really dope, man, and and um, I love to send you some shit, and, and and I know you probably got a you know a busy plate, you know, um, I'm sure you got a lot on your plate that you that you're doing. I see you working, but um, you know, it'd be dope to do a little slow build, and uh, he's like, yeah, man, send me some shit, and so I just sent him some things, man, and and uh, we slowly started cooking, man, and uh, he was sending me like snippets back of like the joints and I was like, yo, but I already knew, see, but I'm telling you, I already knew what he needed. I already knew what he, uh, and I don't say needed like this nigga needs, he don't need nothing. The nigga could spit acapella and be ill, but I'm just saying like what, I know what, what's going to mesh well with his, with his sound and with his voice and with his cadences. I know what he's going to sound good over. So that's 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 the thing that I was that I was doing is because I'm a producer I'm not just a beat maker so when I heard him I'm like oh yeah you're gonna sell I'm doing this while I'm making these beats for him specifically for him I'm doing these cadences I'm like I'm doing his cadence over the beat like how he would rap over the beat like yeah he gonna murder this you know what I mean so that's kind of what I'm doing and and um, so I just sent him some shit man and he sent me snippets back and that's kind of how we built on the first one. And then uh, we just followed it up with the second one. Like he was sending me, he's he been sending me mad snippets of joints. So there's joints I got snippets for, and we ain't even released those songs yet. You know what I'm saying? So like we just keep building, man. Like it's like I said, it's like a, it's like it's a marathon. You know what I'm saying? So. Do you think too, man, that that being a former MC and a producer, that you can give really targeted, like quality feedback? two MCs to make the song better because I know producers have that golden ear a lot of times when it comes to really hearing a verse, but they haven't actually done it. 
where you have the experience on both sides? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I think so. But at the end of the day, I don't want to have to tell you how to rap. So that's partially the thing, too, is like, if I got to tell you how to rap, man, oh, man I'm not even going to go ahead and, and, and deal with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to tell you how to rap. But I think that I've got good input what what could make stuff sound better, mm. um, what could make stuff sound good. But also, I'm very, very tight with my engineer. So my engineer, um, uh, you might know who he is, Casablanca, um, Evan Casablanca-Williams. He does, like, probably 95% of my mixing and master. So, um, I'm, and I'm real tight with him. So he'll send me stuff, and I'll be like, yo, can you drop the beat out right here? Yo, when he says this, you know, oh, yo, fade the joint right here. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's add this snippet right here. So I'm very much hands-on when it comes to that stuff, you know. And, and a lot of stuff um, a lot of stuff winds up being, let me know if you can't hear me because I'm in the freaking grocery store right now. I got to grab a few things. Yeah, you're good, but, man. Uh, what, do, what do you got to get? Oh, I'm just gonna get some odds and ends, man. But uh, no doubt, but, no uh, doubt. But anywho, um, but yeah, just let me know if you can. Yeah, you're but, good. But um, I think I think that um, I think that's what it is, man. I think that probably plays a plays a plays a role. But at the end of the day, I don't want to have to tell you how to rap. But I'm very much hands on, and I think a lot of stuff can be fixed, and a lot of th- things can be brought out and made good in the engineering process. If you don't have a sick engineer, you know what I'm saying? Like an engineer that really gets busy, chances are, man, it's going to fall, it's going to fall short. You know what I mean? It's going to fall very short. Now Casablanca didn't mix me and I am God album. He didn't, he didn't mix that album. Um, Dr. Mindbender actually mixed that album. You know what I'm saying? So, and Dr. Mindbender is, is, is ill with it too. He's sick. You know what I mean? So that's why I tell you, like, you got to have a sick engineer and you've got to be hands on. If you, if you got a sick engineer and you're not hands on, shit ain't going to fly. You know what I mean? So it don't matter how much, how much work you put in rapid, if you're not hands on with, with the mix and the master and what you're doing and shit, shit's just going to fall. It's going to fall, fall short. No doubt. Like, what does a good engineer bring to the table? Like, what can they do that a producer can't, you know, for, for those who aren't as, you know, heavily involved on I mean, the production technical it, side of things? Well, I, I'll say a producer can do it. I'll say a producer can if they've got the skill set to do it. I don't have the skill set. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what it is with me. Is, is I just don't have the skill set. I don't know how to mix and match. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just kind of where it's at. No, no doubt, man. Yeah. You know, when when you hear the music today, because so much is coming out at such a fast clip, are are the tracks being even mixed or properly mixed? Like when you hear a lot of what's coming out, especially like in the underground. I think people are winging it. I think because the the, the quality of the sound recordings have gone up to where a lot of cats kind of they. Um, they cut corners on the mix and the mess. They'll either do it themselves 
like, oh, all I need to do is do this or all I need to do is make sure my levels is cool and, you know, we're going to run it like that. And, I mean, that's all well and good. I mean, you could do that, bro, if you want to, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I have a certain standard on how I like my shit to sound. Ever since I had coffee mixing my shit, like, even before that, though, I just didn't have an engineer. But, like, that's, I like my stuff to sound a certain way, you know? It just is what it is. No doubt, man. You know, and I love the work you do with June Classic, too, on Tell Me Something I Don't Know, where you did the whole project, and that came out this past Christmas, December 25th. You know, what was it like working with June on that? It was great, man, because he worked so damn fast. This shit was bugged out. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But good energy, you know what I mean? Good energy. When you have good energy behind stuff, man, stuff kind of comes together a lot more faster than, than, than it would, you know? Normal. Uh, normal. Um, so I, I like that, man. You know what I mean? I really, um, it really came together in about two months' time with me and June. Um, again, same situation, man. I reached out to June because I heard him and Giallo, Giallo Point album. If you are finished, I'm a big fan of Giallo Point. He don't get his just due either. He one of the originators too, one of the new originators. Enter your alternate ID. You know? Enter so, the number of bags you your total is twenty three eighty two. If you have coupons, press coupons. But, um, Otherwise, select your method of payment. System processing. Swipe or insert card and follow instructions. Yeah, let me know if you can't hear me though. But um, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So, but uh, with, with Giallo, man, he don't really get his just to read it. Um, but yeah, so I, I heard the Giallo point snapshots, I believe, is what the album is called from June and Giallo. So I heard that and I was like, oh man, this, ew, this is like really nice. And Food Sick Inc. He actually, um, and I need one of those little bags. I'm gonna get one of them little bags, all right. Yeah, so Food Sick Inc., man, he actually, um, you know, he hollers at me on when I want to do my um, my end of the end of the year deal. I'm just gonna get one of these little bags. Yeah, he always um, he, he does uh, dope reviews on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be doing the reviews and stuff, and then he he lets me do like the end of the year, um, end of the year, like what you what are your top projects. And I actually included that snap, excuse me, the snapshot project. Um, I included that in one of my top projects. Only an EP, but there's no skips. Right. And um, I was really liking the content of that album. So I reached out to June and was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Don't project, man. If uh, I'd love to build with you on something, you know, if there's anything on the IG that you're feeling, let me know. You know, you want to slow build on something, whatever the case, man, you know, we can do it, you know? And so he wound up, um, I don't know if he wound up checking some of my work. Like I had posted maybe a couple beats or I posted something I was working on at that time or something. And he was like, yeah, you know what? That joint is crazy, man, or something like that. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'll shoot it through. You know what I'm saying? We just did kind of like how me and I am God was doing. Just do a little slow build. And he was actually working on some other stuff at the time. So um, 
he kind of put that to the side a little bit and we just kind of got shit going you know what i mean and uh came out with the something i don't know and um yeah real real solid brother man real down-to-earth cat man um and got a lot of charisma on the mic too you know what i mean like a lot of the stories and stuff that he tells and and stuff like that, man. I think he's really dope. No, I agree. Yeah. June and I, we go back to like 2003. So I'm a huge fan of his music, been following him. And I really, really love the project that you guys did together because it seemed like there was just a real natural chemistry, even looking at Oceanside to Queens, you know, over 3,000 miles. Um, I think you did a really nice job of like tapping into the sound that like sounds good for you and June at the same time, similar to what you do with I am God or other artists you've worked with. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I say maybe like 90% of that is him choosing the beats, man. Cause I just, I play the beats. He, what do you like? What do you like? Oh, you like this? All right, bet. Shooting it. So, and even somebody said like, one of these cats that's on like album of the year dot org or something or whatever where they post a lot of different stuff that I that I do or that I'm affiliated with. And uh you say this is like the best um use of crypto production that I've heard in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like we got a lot of good feedback on um on the album. You know what I'm saying? So um you know, it's uh it's 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 good. I think it was a little bit different than what um what he's used to too mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think it's a little bit different that he's used to um but i just provide the canvas of what he likes because at the end of the day i've only heard one project i didn't i didn't tap into all of his projects and kind of get a vibe i only got a vibe off that one and then i'm like i don't really know so um and i don't know what you want i don't i, I don't know whether you want giallo point beats for me like that's not what you're gonna get anyway but um so i didn't know so when he was like yo i like this one shoot that yo i like this one shoot that i'm like all right bet you know what i mean so uh, i kind of trusted him with his ear on what he thought was dope and then um you know because i I'm, I'm gonna make what i make you know and uh but i got different flavors you know what I'm saying so when you listen to the album you can hear like different flavors of of what I do. So it's not just the same old fucking, you know, shit. They're chopping up a fucking soul sample or whatever. There's like different aesthetics to the right. to the album, which I think is good. And do you send different beats and different styles to different types of MCs? Like, you know, does I Am God get different beats than like a June Classic, for example? He yeah, uh, yeah he may. Um, because like I said, I'm a producer. So at the end of the day, I'm going to produce. That's not making it. I'm not just making beats. I do just make beats. But um, when I'm going to cook a joint or if I cook a joint and I'm just going in to cook whatever and I hear it and I'm like, ooh, this kind of once it's done or whatever, or getting getting done. Oh, I could hear so-and-so on this. And that's where I'm going to send the beat first. Not saying that he may or may not feel it. God may or may not feel it. Okay, he doesn't. Well, who else can I hear on this shit? Oh, Napoleon the Legend? I'll bet. Let me send it to him. See if he likes it. Oh, he doesn't like it? Okay, the shit may sit in my doggone, <laughs> in my doggone CD player and shit for a minute. 
know what I mean? Because I make these little CDs of my beats and play them and shit online sometimes. So this shit may sit in my CD player for a minute mm. until I kind of figure out. But every beat is going to have a home. You know, I think maybe like 80% of my beats wind up finding a home, you know? Um, I really don't have a lot of beats. Unless it's like... But I make so much shit, though, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I say 80%, because I think 20% of them shits, they get lost in the sauce, man. They really do. They get lost in the sauce until I find them shits later. That's I, just had that, I, just had, I just had that happen with Brian Barth Burns and shit. He was like, yo, what's up with this beat? And I was like, nigga, I can't tell you. But if you want it, here. And it was a beat from a long-ass time ago. But the shit was fire. So now it's his. That's amazing. It, it feels... It feels like that's a really high percentage too of beats that you're not just deleting, um, you know, out of the out of your your directories, man. You know, why do you think you have such a high hit percentage? You know, in terms of the beats you make and wanting it to come out. Um, because I think at the end of the day, I'm still making beats that I want to rap over, mm. or that I would rap over if I was rapping. So I always kind of put my um, put my best foot forward. I'm very meticulous too. Like even if I loop a sample, like I may not loop. I may even though the program that I use, you can see the waves and shit like that of where the the end of the loop should be. Sometimes it doesn't sound right when you take it all the way to the end and try and loop it back. It doesn't sound right. So you actually have to be meticulous on where and and how you're flipping a sample and um so i just i don't know i'm a feeling producer at the end of the day too so it's like what feels right to me i'm not a technical producer um you know i i think that's that's that type of shit is is is, is a subjective you know i don't think it makes or breaks a fucking record if you're super like you know, technical, and you've got these fucking hi-hats, and you've got these fucking whistles in there and shit. Like, no, fuck that. It's a feeling. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. So, like, a hit? I mean, I don't I don't put out whack shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't put out whack shit. I don't work with whack artists. You know, right. I don't rap anymore. So, um, I, I just don't, I just don't work with whack artists. So, that's kind of where it's at. Now, I could put a beat tape out and maybe you're not feeling three or four of the beats. Great. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I work with artists. So, um, are the artists whack? No. So, are we going to put out whack shit? No. <laughs> it just is what it is. No, that, that, that's amazing, man. When you think about that production process, you know, I know you just got into detail in some of it, but like, how does a crypto beat really come together, man, especially like thinking about how you program your drums and make sure those are always knocking? Uh, you know what? Some of the time I don't program drums. A lot of the time I don't program drums. Uh, some of the time the drums are in the sample. I don't need to do anything. I just need to create that feeling for the artist. You know, at the end of the day, who's my main influence of making beats? Even though when I first started making beats, it was probably Ninth Wonder and Pete Rock. Um, and like Primo. Um, but the program I was using, which is FL Studio at the time, I don't use it. I don't use FL much anymore. Um, I'm just segueing for a little bit. I don't use FL Studio as much 
because I found out that I could do what I 85% of the time do um, in audacity. So that cuts out the middleman. You know what I mean? Before it was, let me go ahead and find these samples, chop them, throw them in a flash drive, then take the flash drive, put it in Fruity Loops, and then make my beat in Fruity Loops. I don't do that anymore. Now I just flip everything in Audacity because I learned how to do it. So it cuts out the middleman, cuts out the time. So instead of making two beats, now I make four. And it's very quicker. It's a lot quicker. You know, it's a time thing. So, and now where I'm getting at too is, is I can do even drum stuff with drums and all that type of stuff. And if I want to, I can do that in Audacity too, if I want to. So I'm getting a lot tighter with that too. So um, I don't think I've turned on my other computer that has Fruity Loops except to grab like a couple of files that I needed to grab because I made the beat and we're getting it mixed and mastered. So I needed the stems from the Fruity Loop session. But other than that, you know, um, I didn't, um, I don't, I don't really turn that other computer on um, anymore. Not saying that I can't, not saying that, you know, I'm just cutting out the middleman. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. No, that makes sense, man. I could see sticking with that, you know, um, for the foreseeable future, like and, and audacity, man, like what does audacity offer exactly? I don't hear too many producers talking about making beats in audacity like that. That's, and you know what? It really comes. Damn, that's crazy. I'm like still in a parking lot or whatever. And I see this like tiny ass mouse and shit over there. By these shopping carts, that shit is just running around. <laughs> My bad, bro. Um, oh, good, man. That shit was just mind-blowing to me because I'm like, I didn't even know that what that was. I thought it was like a lizard because the shit was so damn small. Yeah. Um, what, what was your question again? My bad, bro. Like, what does Audacity offer you? Because I don't hear a lot of producers talking about using Audacity like that. Um, You know what? It, for me, it, it it's always been a program that I chop samples in. That's where I chop my samples. Mm. That's where I get the, the sample loop, you know what I mean? And then I throw it into my, um, throw it into the flash drive. And then from the flash drive, um, I take it into Fruity Loops and make my beat in Fruity Loops. I don't do that anymore. Now I just use Audacity because Audacity is used to chop samples i chop my samples in audacity some people don't chop their samples in audacity and some people may chop them in another program you know they may chop them just right on fl you know like my my man um my man big rev um also known as bobby midas you know he uh he he, he chopped samples in fl you know and he was showing me from for, for a little bit like yo man you, you can chop this stuff with fl you know and do it like this but I never really, I never really dibbled and dabbled into that area, you know. Um, and I like chopping stuff down to the T, you know what I mean. So with Audacity, you could get right on like the, you know, let's say that the the stuff does have a BPM of whatever I'm chopping. If it's like an 80, anything from like 82 on usually has like a good like tempo, like an on beat BPM. Um, anything prior to that, you may want to wind up running into stuff where, like I told you, like, even if you take the loop all the way over to the end of the clip and try and loop it back, it may not sound right. 
because it may not be completely on that tempo, on that BPM. But anything after like 82, like generally that's going to have a BPM to it attached. So like they recorded in a BPM. So if I take the sample and it's like, and I just take it all the way to the end and it sounds right, and I take the other loop or whatever that I'm taking all the way to the end and it sounds right, then then yeah, you know what I mean? A lot of the times it's, it's a... It's, it's it's what I hear. So I know what's I know where the loop sounds good looping back and I do everything by ear. So even if some of those loops are a little bit shorter than others, very minimally, when I throw that shit in together, it's still going to sound ill because it's, I'm not, I'm not like I'm taking everything by ear. You know what I mean? So a lot of times you got to do that shit, but I don't have to throw that shit in FL studio and create a BPM. I don't have to do that. I, I figured that out. Mm. So if people ask me, yo, what BPM is this? I'm going to tell you, well, if you throw it in the BPM counter, it's probably going to tell you it's like 82, but I ain't going to tell you it's 82 because one of these loops is, you know, uh, whatever. It's a millisecond longer than this other loop. And then uh, of course, you know, after a while of you doing that, um, you lose some of the BPM. So it may be like you may start out at 82 and you may wind up at 82.333 when the song ends. It's just going to gradually get a little bit more off. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I don't really have set BPMs for my shit. That's the only thing that's the problem. Well, it ain't a problem. That's the only thing that, that, that it is in Audacity is is I don't have a set BPM. I'm not working in a set BPM. You know? No, that, that's... But I've, but I think it's good. I think I, I it's all, all it really is, is, is just honestly is just cutting out the middleman and, and knowing like, if I do everything by, by my ear, I don't have to throw it in a BPM to make everything sound good and make it sound like how, how it's supposed to sound. You know, I don't want to have any seams in my, I don't want to have any, um, what do you call it? Like gaps in my loops or gaps in my samples or any of that type of shit. Like I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Everything runs good. Even if the fucking BPM is not what it is, like it still runs good. Like I just do everything by ear, you know? No, I, I appreciate that that in depth explanation, man. Like how do you know when a clipto beat is done? Um, I like to have like two switch ups, man. Like, cause sometimes sometimes you have a sample and you don't have that third switch up in the beat. And and when that happens, you have to create one. That's just what you have to do. You have to create one. Um, and I'm saying that probably like 80% of the time, you want to at least have two switch-ups in your beat, you know. Um, it just sounds good, you know. Um, you know, if I got a beat and it's like, doom, 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 doom. That's one switch up, right? That is one switch up, right? Then you got the That's the third switch up. You know what I'm saying? So like generally in my beats, you gotta have at least two switch ups. Now, let's say you don't have your two switch-ups, and that's all you got is what you got to have that one switch-up. 
well, you're going to have to turn that one switch up or turn that one, uh, you know, that one main loop part into a switch up. So you may have to do, 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 where I'm reversing the, the four end beats to the fucking first loop. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to create a switch up, man. You hear me? There got to be them two switch ups, at least for me anyway, kind of adds to that dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Now, sometimes there's more of them. Sometimes you get a beat or you get a sample and it's like, you know, you can just basically just chop, 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 chop. You know, you know, if you've got a four minute song and everything is kind of synced up a certain way, then you know, oh, I'm going to have that main loop. You find your main loop piece. Oh, that's an ill one. I want to rap on that all day long. Boom. Okay, where's my switch up? Oh, I got the switch up here. Well, you know, in that song, the way that the song is laid out, you're going to have two more switch-ups. What do they sound like? If they sound good, looping back to that first part, you got your switch-ups. Now, if they don't, then, you know, I mean, you got to do some work. But for the main part, you, you know, you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? Once you start getting groovy, you kind of know what you're getting into and what you need. Yeah, no, that, that I really appreciate that explanation. You know, growing up in Oceanside, man, you know, what kind of music do you think you heard there that you wouldn't have heard if you had grown up anywhere else? Um, I don't know, man, because this is like, I'll tell you a lot of music that I didn't hear here when I was growing up. I didn't hear a lot of East Coast music. I did not. I had to go look for it. You know what I mean? And when I got, like, I didn't always used to be this underground head either. I used to listen to, like, Ludacris and Yin Yang Twins and fucking Lil John the Eastside Boys. I don't think I really heard any, like, real East Coast music until, like, Iggy. And I didn't even really listen to, like, Big. I think I, I kind of got on to Biggie when Biggie died. That was when I copped Life After Death, and it was the edited version. So that was like my introduction to Biggie was Life After Death. I I heard pop shit. I was listening, you know. But of course, like I tell you, like I wasn't, I didn't even like was allowed to really listen to a lot or like a lot of rap. You know what I mean? Like, um, unless it was like the edited version or unless it was like some clean rap. You know, my parents was on some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't let me. Mm -mm. My first hip-hop album that I had, that, that I could, like, my first hip-hop CD that I could tell you was Skilo. That was my first hip-hop album that I had. My first hip-hop CD was Skilo. That shit was fire, though. That shit was fire. It was clean. It was a clean album, but he was spitting, and it was fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could go back to 96, like, you know, that Skilo album was really dope. I had Skilo and I had Heavy D and the Boys. That was my, those were my first two, like, hip-hop CDs that I had, you know. Um, and then after that, I, uh, I mean, after that, what was I really, oh, I had the Men in Black album. Yeah. I had that. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Me I thought that was I thought that was dope, man. I like that joint with him and uh We just wanna party with you. I like that joint, you know what I mean? Like that I, I was hearing that on the radio. You know what I mean? I used to like that shit with uh I rock the party that rocked the party. You rock the party that rocked the body. That's the MC Light featuring Missy Elliott. Like I like that shit. Ball Thugs and Harmony. That was like shit that I would I would make tapes, uh, you know, recording them off the freaking uh radio. You know what I mean? Because, of course, I couldn't have the shit if it was, you know, explicit content shit. You know what I mean? So, like, I was recording the songs that I liked off the radio. So, like, those are songs that I was listening to. California Love. I mean, a couple of my homies, like, they weren't, their parents weren't, weren't as strict. So, like, I would I would be able to, like, you know, sneak some copies, you know, for a little bit. Like, borrow CDs and shit. Like, DMX, 97. You know, I borrowed a DMX album and shit, and that was explicit and shit. And, you know, um, even my dad, like, he topped the Mace album, like, just on some, like, random shit. And I listened to it, and I, like, snuck it out of his CD collection and listened to the Mace album. You know, but... Um, That's amazing. You know, for the most part, man, I was... Uh, uh, I didn't hear a lot of uh, East Coast rap, you know what I mean? Um, and, I, and I'll say I didn't hear a lot of East Coast rap that I probably should have heard. Because my East Coast introduction to rap was like the shiny suit era. So that was kind of lame. You know what I'm saying? Like 98, 97, 98. Shit was kind of lame. You know, just being honest. Like when Biggie and Pac died, the shit got kind of lame. Yeah. So no, I, I know what you mean. But, you know, and then again, when I heard East Coast music, it was uh, in like the 2000s. And that was like... Um, what was it? Um, and even that was lame. That whole uh, pump, pump, pump it up. Shit was lame. But going back and like going back, the shit was dope to me because I was listening to mainstream shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole first Ludacris album, that shit was crazy. When that shit dropped, that shit was crazy. But going back, like I think that'd probably be the only Ludacris album. It just, it just, that, that shit loses me, man, because it was like, this shit was so mainstream. Like, would I be listening to uh, Dode and Bose today? I wouldn't listen to that because it sounds dated to me. A lot of that music, once it started getting to a certain point, the shit sounds dated. I could still throw on freaking Thug Life, Volume 1, Tupac. I could still throw on, you know, um, a lot of early 94 type rap that I probably should have heard when I was younger. Oh, I did like Criss Cross. I had, you know what? I'll take that back. My first tape, rap tape, was Criss Cross and Hip Hop Array. That was actually my first tapes. Mm. And I had the single for Hip Hop Array. I had the single for Hip Hop Array, and I had, um, I had the uh, Criss Cross out tape, the first one where he's like, I missed the bus and shit, and he's on there with their, uh, pants backwards and shit, and their colors, all their shit, shirts backwards. I had that, and then I had, um, but I also liked Tears for Fears, so I had a Tears for Fears tape. You know what I mean? So that's what I was rocking, you know. And then when I was younger, I really liked a lot of disco music. I don't know why I was into that shit. I was into like seventy shit. Like I was into that shit, like disco and shit. Like I don't know, I was into that shit. And, like, fucking, like, 
the fucking cars with the circle lights on them and shit from the 70s. Like, I would watch, like, shit like 8-track flashback and shit. Like, I was just, like, bigot on that shit when I was young, when I was, like, 11, 12 and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just like disco and shit. I don't know. You know? No, that's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you think, too, about everything you've been you've been busy working on, you know, you've got a lot of music out that's that's still getting listened to and discovered, but looking forward towards, you know, the rest of 2024, man, you know, like, what are you, what are you looking at accomplishing? What projects are you working on that you're really excited about, you know, that, that that's coming out, you know, in the relative, you know, near future? Mm. Yeah, like, I, I really, um, sometimes, like, sometimes I get, like, conflicted, and I'm like, yo, should I say what I'm working on and it's not out yet? Right. Um, so, so sometimes I get like that, but, um, I am coming out with a compilation album in March. I'm coming out with one in March. Um, and I just dropped the first single to us at 10. It's actually the, the, um, technically it's the second single. Um, because the first single is crocodile slippers. Mm. That's the first single I dropped. That's going to be, um, but the second single that we dropped, which is kind of like the first, but it's technically the second. It's called Harlem Heat. So I'm man uh, with my man, uh, Silent Snipers and um, Skeen Helene. And that's out now on Pockets page. Uh, I just recently dropped the EP with my man, Skeen Helene, called Iller Clips. It's a uh, mix and master all by uh, Evan Casablanca-Williams. Um, later after that, um, after March... I'm looking to drop something with me and my man, Brian Bars Burns, um, me and my man, Trust One, who's also a producer um, slash MC, but he, uh, he produces a lot. We're actually working on, on some collab efforts. Um, so me and my man, Trust One, are going to be working on who we already are. We're working on like some compilation shit. Um, it's just still in the works right now. Um, we're also working on another album where me and him are um, joint producing a project. And um, those projects are going to be coming out on his label, which is M25, Module 25. And they do, like, cassettes and shit like that, limited cassette runs and shit like that. So um, that's coming out. Clark Connoisseurs is probably Clark Connoisseurs 3, with my man Supreme Cerebral and Elo Kush. Um, that's probably going to drop sometime in, like, June or July, um, tentatively. Um and then after that, um, I got stuff that's done, just needs to be mixed and mastered with me and my man, Mr. Ripley. Um, and I got a lot of stuff, you know what I mean, that's kind of like in the works, but it's not done yet, but eventually it will be. Um, me and my man, Phil V, we're going to drop another joint. Uh, you know, we got the God's Earth that we dropped, I think it was last year, year before that. Um, so we're going to be gearing up for another project. Um you know, but slow cooking on that. Me and my man really owe Sparkswell. Um, we got shit on Tuck that's not even out yet. Um, we got like a project and a half worth of stuff. Um, me and my man Yasin from Jersey. Um, we got shit that's done. Um, just ain't out yet. Um, we got like two albums worth. Um, so it just depends on, you know, the timing of everything and what falls into place and how, how it does and 
you know, because I want to be able to promote certain shit, you know what I mean, during certain times. I don't want, I don't want shit to be like stacked on top of each other to where like stuff gets lost in the sauce, you know what I mean? That makes that makes really good sense, man. You know, Clipto, really appreciate you taking the time to come on. We go in and presents, especially you know, middle of the week. It's late, man. You know, long day, but you took the time in and gave us incredibly insightful answers, man, and just helped us learn more about who you are as a person and a producer, man. So really appreciate you taking that time out. Hey, likewise, my G. I know sometimes I can get real, like uh, what do they call it, long-winded or whatever. What do you like to? Going yeah, on, and on, and on. It's, it's way better that way because when you're pulling teeth in an interview and you're doing, you know, the heavy lifting, man, it's it's a bad interview. If you're hearing more of me than than the interviewee, then that's not good. <laughs> Word, yeah, <laughs> I've heard a couple of those, so yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs>